Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, everyone. It's the Roman Show. This week, we welcome Vincent Torres, the singer of Awake I Last, at last, promoting the new EP, Life, Death, and Rebirth, available right now on any streaming service. And also, Extreme Ghost, to be a part of Animate Miami. We'll let you know who this man is. Coming up next on the Roman Show, which starts right now. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster, go. Retro, go. Vital, go. Fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go. Light, go. Work off, light. GNC, work off. Tell me, go. Control, go. 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 The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. All right, everyone, we're back here. Of course, uh, we were impacted by the, well, very strong uh, and rigorous Hurricane Irma. Thankfully, uh, we came out all right. Damaged a little bit of the Keys in South Florida, but. You know, that's what we do. That's what we Floridians do. That's what the United States does. We're impacted by any sorts of uh, natural disasters or, or any sort of uh, situations that we are put in. We bounce back. We get stronger, and, and, uh, and we get better when we are, George. And, of course, I send my prayers to all the families and everyone affected by even all the way from the hurricane that hit Texas that they're still recovering from to now in Puerto Rico where they're about to get hit by Hurricane Maria. My prayers go out to all of you and my wishes. Hopefully everything, you guys will always come back, rebuild, and, and come back stronger. But the most important thing of this matter is, is that I still have my dashing looks after Irma. Unfortunately, Irma did not blow away your looks. Yep, and it did not blow away my margarita because I'm here sipping on a very cool drink. So you'll have to excuse my coughing throughout the the show because my throat is very cool. I'm drinking a peppermint margarita. It's not even the Christmas season or the holiday season yet to be drinking a little peppermint. It doesn't matter. When it comes to the dashing one, every day is Christmas because you get to be next to me and what a gift I am to you. You should be drinking a pumpkin... Uh, flavored margarita. Listen. Since we're in the fall season, or we're heading into the fall season. Uh, listen, uh, right now what you're trying to also save for pumpkin is because of Halloween coming up. I can't hide this beautiful dashing face behind a mask. Come on. You got the best costumes because you get to wear it all, all year long. Anyway. <laughs> all right, that is George Alonzo, co-host here of the Roman Show, myself, the host Rodolfo Roman. Uh, ready to bring you an action-packed program here on The Roman Show. Reminder, theromanshow.com is where we are at. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, channel youtube.com forward slash rroman0201. Okay, so 305 Fights. This is an amateur mixed martial arts promotion. They're going to make their debut on September 30th this month in Miami, Florida. They, it's going to be taking place at 380 District. That's the venue. And the address is 380 Northeast 59th Street in Miami, Florida. Tickets are on sale right now. 305fights.com is the website for information. Not only are they going to have some mixed martial artists uh, in action, but they're going to have some entertainment. 
some live uh, musicians that are going to get inside the cage, not to fight, but to perform. So heading out 380 District, at uh, located at 380 Northeast 59th Street in Miami, Florida, as 305 Fights debuts. Yours truly will be out there uh, ring announcing. So looking forward to the debut of 305. 305fights.com is the website. And George, you know, with all this hurricane and all this stress that we have, we've been stuck at home for so darn long, your body can ache. So what better way of giving yourself a massage? And you need to go to massagesinspace.com to find out more information and details on how to get an awesome massage here in Miami, Florida. Massagesinspace.com. Check them out. They are located in Miami. And George, since we're going to talk some wrestling, we got some great news on December 9th. What's going on on December 9th here in the city of Sweetwater, located in South Florida. Spread the news, man. Well, first and foremost, it's been over 15 years. So technically, over 15 years in the making for pro wrestling to return to the city of Sweetwater, like you were saying here in Miami, Florida. It's been 15 years since these people have had wrestling in this same venue. Last time we ever had wrestling in this venue was when we had four-star championship wrestling uh, uh, ran by Mr. Bill Brown and Bernie Siegel. This was 15 years ago, okay? And now pro wrestling finally returns again on December 9th with such stars as former TNA superstar Jesse Neal, Ring of Honor's Chris Silvio, uh, you've seen him on NXT, Max Stardom, Ernest R. Alexander, but let's not forget the legend himself will be honored in the center of ring with you, myself, and Commissioner Cecilia Hotzalonso of the city of Sweetwater when we honor and proclaim WCW superstar and legend Glacier. How cool is that? So December 9th, and the best thing about it, George, and I think you really, really missed this out, it's that it's absolutely free. You don't have to pay a dime for this thing. Nope, uh, it's absolutely free for the entire public. If you come from all the way down from Jacksonville, yes, you're paying for gas, obviously. But by the time you get to the venue, guess what? You don't have to spend extra money because you could get in for absolutely free. Now, guys, also donations are also welcome at the door, but that's optional. So if donate, but donations will be accepted at the door. You could put in a dollar. Shoot, you could put 25 cents. You could put a penny. You could put $10. But donations will be welcome at the door and will be also appreciated. Great. So there you have it. December 9th, market on your calendars, a free show featuring top talent, talent that you probably haven't seen here in South Florida, including Glacier, uh, Mecca Wolf, Jesse Neal, and the list goes on and on. And more details will be coming up as we get closer to that December 9th. So what better way, George, is this? Giving an early Christmas gift to the wrestling fans, and it's with an absolute amazing free wrestling show. You can't get any better than that, man. And I'm just not trying to sugarcoat thing. I mean, it is. Seriously, it's free. Again, 15 years in the making, okay? 15 years. That's more than a decade of waiting. We are bringing back wrestling and what a way with these huge superstars that you've never seen in South Florida mixed with a bunch of veterans and legends and new blood. You can't go wrong. 
You can't go wrong. So we'll have more details as we get closer to that December 9th date. December 9th. Mark it on your calendar. Sweetwater will welcome pro wrestling once again featuring some amazing talent. So make sure you put that on your calendar. All right, guys. Uh, we'll be right back. We're going to be talking some pro wrestling after this, uh, well, short break. And now it's time to give you a reality check. All right, Georgia, well, Starcade is back. Do you remember this name? It's a pay-per-view of WCW. It originated in actually one of the uh, imagine, not imagination, but creations of the late Dusty Rhodes. And it's coming back November 25th during the Thanksgiving weekend. It's going to feature the superstars of SmackDown Live. It's going to be taking place at the Queensboro, North, Carol- uh, North Carolina it's going to be a historic event at the Greensboro Coliseum. So, okay, that sounds great. And apparently, WWE is planning to use other WCW pay-per-view names such as Halloween Havoc, uh, Fall Brawl, uh, and many others. That they have already used the Great American Bash. It was a while ago. But the news is that when the news broke that Starcade, the name is being returned, is returning to North Carolina, Cody Rhodes, the son of Dusty Rhodes, went on Twitter and said, hey, if you're going to do this thing, you know, it, it, it's something that my father created. You might as well have Dusty there if you want to sell out crowd. I mean, you, know, you need something out there. So then Michael P.S. Hayes tweets him back and says, you're absolutely right. Well, why don't you team up with Goldust? And George, that right there, I understand what Cody was trying to do is kind of, hey, you're slapping the face. Uh, uh, my father's uh, creation by not putting his son in there, and then Mike Hayes just pretty much threw the ball threw the ball right at his, at his court, saying, "Okay, fine. Why don't you also come along?" Well, th- this is one of those cases where you have to back up what you you reap what you sow. Okay, uh, like WWE, I don't think meant in any bad way of dissing the Rhodes family. In my opinion, again, I'm I, I can't speak. You know on behalf of the WWE, because I'm not the WWE, but I don't think there was any ill will behind it, you know, I feel like Dusty's always been a big part of the WWE, so that's, that's not a, kind of like a slap in the face of Dusty, it, shoot, if Dusty was alive right now, I'm pretty sure he would be cool with Starcade returning, and on top of that, Goldust is still part of the main roster, so with Cody throwing this under the bus, it's kind of like, Okay, you want to talk? We'll talk right back. Uh, you want to say that? Come and tag up with your brother. So now, basically, the ball is in Cody's court. And if I can't imagine, like, it's not. I feel like the ball is bigger when you're a person's son and you don't go to an event comparing to a company holding an event that, you're, that your employee made. So it's kind of like, damn, what do you do in this situation? Yeah, I mean... It- he just he he's it's not that he I understand you know and and I think that was one of the reasons too why he left because you know the, the 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 I guess he was a little not ashamed but a little upset too with Dusty Rhodes' passing and how the WWE treated and how they were treating him and so forth but listen this is uh, something that your father was created and you're right I'm sure if Dusty Rhodes was alive he'd be so cool that he'd be excited like wow you guys are bringing it back Cody man you're a great talent you're a great wrestler. 
Come on, man. Let's get you back in the ring just at least one more time with, with your brother. Thanks for that one night. Right there in memory of your father. Why not? Let's do it. Give it. Do it for your dad, but do it to the, for the fans too. I think it'd be a great night just to uh, get you guys both together, you know, inside a squared circle. I mean, I know it has to be WWE, but why not, man? It'd be so cool. It really would. I think that'll be the first time ever that the ROH Heavyweight Champion would ever be on a WWE program. And and mind you, here's the thing. I don't think ROH would deny such a thing because they're just a small company trying to get come up. Uh, yes, they're with the Sinclair Broadcasting Network, but, you know, you need more publicity. But well, remember when CM Punk, who at the time was signed with the WWE, went and made an appearance on ROH, and AJ Styles recently made an appearance in an indie show. Yep, and, but that's what I'm, I was getting to. Like, look what happened with ECW. ECW and WWE had kind of like that working relationship. And that was phenomenal because it helped ECW grow its audience. You know, and, and I still remember when ECW was still having their invasions on Raw. Now, I'm not saying ROH is going to do invasions too on Raw, but I'm saying that, hey, let this be an opportunity to cross-promote. So this is a great opportunity both in the business, uh, you know, line, but also on a personal line, you get to perform for a event that your father created. So whether you look at it, you know, with a glass half full or, or completely full, it's a win-win. Absolutely. I totally hope, crossing our fingers, that we get to see that happen. Uh, Cody Rhodes, Goldust, Dusty Rhodes, uh, Dustin Runnels, getting one more time together inside a, a squared circle working together. Well, the women's tournament came to a conclusion, the Mae Young Classic. And, and boy, what a, what a great matchup that was. Sheena Blazer, Bather, and uh, Kyori... Uh, Kyrie Sane, Kyrie Sane, which actually is the same name as my wife, her real name, actually, believe it or not. Yeah, but okay. Kyrie Sane is, is uh, what a match that was, George. And, and, and I, but I think, and you know, Kyrie has been around in pro wrestling for some time. But I am really, really impressed with Shayna Baszler. She's, it hasn't even been what two years, maybe a little less than that, that the Baszler jumped inside a, a, a pro wrestling ring because she dedicated her time to MMA. But the girl is amazing, man. Yeah, Shayna is is your typical gotch-style wrestler. Uh, she proved to the world that you don't need all these high-flying stuff to become a great wrestler. You could stay on the ground and still conduct a great, great match. And Shayna did just that because you never saw any high-flying stuff out of her. You saw her straight submission, straight wrestling. And, and it was ph phenomenal. I, I have to say, like... It, it's, I have to give it to Shayna. Shayna, to me, was the show stealer of the entire event. A lot of people are going to now come on here and say, oh, you're, you're going to say Shayna was better than Candace and all that stuff. No, I'm not going to say that she's, she was better, but she gave more of a, oh, my God, I'm more emotionally invested into this match because, like, Shayna was that big-time bully in the entire tournament that... People watched and said, oh, my God, when is someone finally going to beat her? I bet you my bottom dollar, once you got to the second round, third round, fourth round, people were like, oh, this is the round that Shayna's going to lose, finally. And then your anger grew and grew. And it's like, oh, my God, when is someone going to finally beat her? And then when finally she got to the finals, it's like, Kyrie has to win. Or else we got this bully that's going to win. 
that's what I mean. She, that's what I meant about show stealing. She got people emotionally invested into into her matches, and to me, I feel like that is so much better. So now Kyrie Sane is going to be fighting for the NXT Women's Championship, but we don't know against whom. Any prediction? Ember Moon is. It needs to be one of them, it definitely. And I would have to say another one has to be. Uh, part of the team iconic of uh, Billy Kay or Peyton Royce, either one would do fine. I, I can't think of who will be the fourth. Um, Anyone from the tournament? Uh, no, I, I I think it'll be either Nikki Cross or or Ruby Riot. But it, like uh, either way, I feel like it's gonna be a great match it, because think about it, NXT women always do good they always steal the show they never disappoint so now adding four women into one match you, you can't go wrong switching gears Vince McMahon made his uh his return to Smackdown and faced off with Kevin Owens and the highlight of that night was that well Kevin Owens had butted Vince McMahon and McMahon bled you know he 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 took the bump even uh Hulk Hogan uh, put it on Twitter there. You know, he he took it like a like a man. He he definitely bladed. Well, not bladed. That was a real actual cut that he took from Kevin Owens. Listen, I am very 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 impressed. McMahon is already in the seventies. The guy's still sticking headbutts, getting cuts, taking a bump. That's pretty amazing stuff. This guy's this guy's never gonna go away. I think uh, we're finally seeing that lunatic Kevin Steen we all loved in ROH. Uh, all we're missing now is a shirt saying "Kill Owens, Kill," which uh, we discussed off the air. That I don't think we're ever gonna see a shirt designed that way. But the character itself is back. I feel it, and I feel like that's gonna be a bigger paycheck for the WWE when it comes to the product of Kevin Owens. So I love where this is going. I love the feud currently with Owens and the McMahon family, and I look forward to this because it's a lot better emotionally invested than AJ and Shane was towards WrestleMania. This one is a lot more personal because it has included Stephanie, it's including Vince and Shane. So And Shane's kids. And Shane's kids. So this is going to be very, very fun to watch. Very fun. In a hell in a cell. And God knows what your boy Shane McMahon's going to do. All I could say right now is don't expect this just to end at Hell in the Cell. I expect this to exceed Hell in the Cell going into Survivor Series where we might even see Team McMahon versus Team Owens. So uh, this, is, uh, this is the type of stories I like. These are the type of stories that, that you know, grab your attention to watch the product. And if they continue on with this, even Roman Reigns and John Cena... All this stuff, all this new stuff that is getting us into this, this is what they should have had for a long time. So finally, I guess we're getting it, and I'm enjoying it. All right, moving forward, in a sad note, Bobby the Brain Heaton uh, has passed away. Uh, very sad news, but the man, you know, we don't know his case, but from what we saw, he was definitely suffering. But listen... We're here to celebrate the life, and what a life this guy, what a great uh, sense of entertainment this man left here on Earth. Bobby the Brain, Keenan was, was a hilarious character, uh, persona. I just used to love George when you know, he would go on Monday Nitro, and he'll be part of the, the, uh, the commentator team. And he always had something up his sleeve. He'd be like, oh, hold on a sec. You know, he was like this little, like this guy that was scared, but he always had something up his sleeve that's going to back him up. 
And it was, he was so funny with that. He was so good at that. You can't pull that off nowadays. Heck, you can't even pull it off back then, but he found a way how to do that. And that worked so well for him. And that set him, you know, I wouldn't even go as far. He, he was at another level in pro wrestling at the time that he, he was involved with the sport at his peak. Well, Bobby the Brain Heenan, you know, I started watching him when he was managing the Heenan family with Andre the Giant, Ravishing Rick Root. And, and a lot of people give credit to Bobby Heenan by saying the reason their career launched was because of Heenan. And I wouldn't doubt it. I would not doubt it. Heenan launched a lot of great careers. And, and, but here's the thing, like, not only was he successful in that department, but he was also successful in the entertainment department, like you're saying, where he was hilarious. For, I, I still remember this time when he was kicked out of Monday Night Raw, and he tried to dress up like a woman, <laughs> trying to come back in, and where he was interrupted by Sean Mooney. That was one of the most funniest promos I've ever seen. And then, of course, his um, random videos with me and Gene Oakland on WWE uh, Superstars, uh, where he, they will go different places, and of course Heenan will always be abused, but Heenan was always fun to watch, no matter if it was talking or dressing up as something, and he's definitely going to be missed. Welcome back, everyone, to The Roman Show. Again, make sure to follow us on social media, Roman Show Media on Facebook and on Instagram. And, of course, we're always live 24-7 on theromanshow.com. Okay, so Florida Supercon took place a few weeks ago. And, mind you, we had adult actress Angelina Castro on the program to talk about her new venture. She's leaving, uh, well, the cameras and converted herself into a superhero She's now part of a comic book. So now we have the brains behind this comic book, and you more than likely saw him at the Florida Supercon. I'm joined now by Extreme Ghost. You can follow him on Instagram. That's X-T-R-E-M-E-E underscore ghost to see his latest work. And, well, if you missed it out, missed it out at the Florida Supercon, you can reach him through Instagram and you can purchase it there. So Extreme Ghost, thanks so much for your time. You know, the first question I need to ask you is, how did you build that relationship with Angelina Castro? You know, as males, we, we probably have seen her, but in a different scale. So how did it all come about? Well, first of all, thanks for having me. And um, it was uh, something very random. Like, uh, I usually like to, like, get out of my scope of what I draw, uh, what I draw or what I, you know, create as art. Um, one random morning, I decided I wanted to draw um Scorpion from Mortal Kombat, which is mm -hmm. like, you know, really famous, really noticeable character. Sure. But then I said to myself, like, oh my God, millions of people have drawn Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. So how can I make that, you know, different from everybody else? So randomly, I picked, um, you know, um, one porn star mm -hmm. to draw a Scorpion. And something that you know, most people, you know, will think, oh, it doesn't fit or whatever, but I didn't care about none of that. I just wanted to do it. And I I just did it. After I did the drawing and posted on Instagram, it got way too much attention I didn't even expect to get, even from the porn star itself. Mm -hmm. Like, I usually do drawings and never get attention from the people that I draw, but that was, like, amazing. She, she loved the drawing and she wanted, uh, she actually reached to me and said, like, oh, my God, I, I need this for my wall. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought she was joking, but she actually really wanted the drawing. Hello, you there? Hello? Yeah. So what what porn star was that, though? That was Angelina. Oh, it was Angelina. So uh, you had you had followed on... Yeah, you've seen her work, but why her? I mean, there's so many different porn stars out there, but why her? To be honest, I don't. I don't think I know. <laughs> like, usually, when I'm sleeping, I get these random ideas. Oh, draw, draw uh, the Thundercats, mm-hmm. but like this, like that, whatever. Oh, draw um, uh, one of the ideas I got, and that's how it, everything actually started. I I drew the porn star Sarah J as another character from Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. and I guess they're friends, and she saw the drawing, and she kind of like into that she wanted a drawing of her. Mm-hmm. But I decided to draw a scorpion off her or vice versa, her as a scorpion. So now here you were at the Florida Supercon and now had you met Angelina prior to that, to uh to the Florida Supercon? Yes, because um on one of my uh, random moments of drawings, um I have my own comic actually. Wow. And in one of my uh scenes on the comics um, just to give it like a little tribute uh, to the appreciation towards my drawings, I created a little scene where um, <clears throat> her and Sarah J were like uh, at, a, at a stadium and they were cheering from one of my characters. And she's like, oh my God, I need to have a comic of that. And that's where the idea came from. Wow, super cool. So how was the reaction from, from the the people at the Florida Supercon? This is a a you know, four-day event, people from South Florida, outside of the state, they come, and, you know, this is probably maybe the first time they see your work, so what was their reaction? And here you are sitting next to a porn star at a, at a Supercon. Well, the reactions were awesome. Like, people would notice her instantly <laughs> would want to snap a picture of her or with her. Uh-huh. Like, the, the, the comments were like, oh, I can't believe I was going to meet Angelina Castro at Supercon. I can't believe this happened. And they were obviously fond of her mm-hmm. and her work. <laughs> I, I'm assuming they're probably single men, right? I'm, uh, I don't know what to say yeah. to Jay. <laughs> if not, the woman uh, will probably grab by the ear. <laughs> hey, they were, they were, they were, that was a guy with, her, with, with his kids. And he's like, Look at that. Uh, don't tell, don't tell, don't tell mom. <laughs> she, she's a she's just a celebrity, son. You know, <laughs> that's <Yeah. laughs> well. That is super cool. So, you know, she was telling me about the whole comic book and and, and the whole uh, synopsis about it. So, they they can follow you on Instagram for more details on how to purchase it. Correct? Yes, that's correct. So, what what are you up to next? What are you gonna do now? I mean, is this uh, are you gonna do different volumes of this comic book? How you know where can people purchase it? Other than in your Instagram, are you going to have any more uh, exhibitions where people can see your work? Well, um, I'm actually considering um, the next uh, convention that is from the same people that did uh, Supercon. Sure. But they haven't put any information about it. I believe it's going to be Paradise City Comic Con. Mm. A few of my sources have told me that it's going to be like uh, around January. Sure. So so until that that is confirmed, um, Angelina Castro already had confirmed with me that we are going to do our next con again. And in that con, we're gonna uh, showcase the second volume of our comics, which I'm wrapping out, uh, wrapping up right now. The the first volume, of course. Mm-hmm. And yep, 
So where do you get some of this inspiration? Because you know, she was telling me about her synopsis of it, but here you are, you, you, you get a porn star, you know, they, they get a bad reputation, but you're trying to turn it into a superhero. You're trying to make it, you know, I guess family-oriented or trying to get some attention. So how, how do you, where do you get this whole motivation behind the art? Well, um, most of the time, um, I have a conversation with her, and she throws throw some uh, some ideas whenever I like I'm stuck, you know, like in a plan or whatever. I show her, uh, I show her a uh, few of the sketches of how it's looking, like what the characters are doing, and we basically go from there. Like, okay, this this adventure is gonna be about this, about that, and then we move on from there. And you've not only Angelina Castro, but I see you've you've drawn. Other people, uh, Mike Rio, a former UFC fighter, uh, and also other porn stars like Mia Khalifa. Uh, any other celebrities that have reached out to you or that you're thinking of uh, of producing an art? Um, not really. Like, um, if I'm not mistaken, the the last one that reached me because she wanted some stickers was on Sony Lane. Sony, that was another porn. Okay. So, and, and what what is your ultimate goal here as an artist? Are you, you going to keep with the with that genre of adult actresses, or are you going to expand a little more? Um, actually, no. My my main goal is well, uh, is right now I'm running two comics at the same time. My main goal is make my uh, my own comic, you know, uh, worldwide recognized, and you know, like people enjoy reading it, and like we will like to have more of it. But at the same time, I want them to expand their, what they think about, uh, you know, the adult comic world, which is like, if I'm not mistaken, not existent. There's not many. There's a lot of comics with adult content, but it's, there's no comic that is based from an adult uh, world. And then from there, it goes on. So I'm trying to, like, to do something different as everybody else is doing. You know, one place where um, comics are... are pretty much very common, especially for adults, is in Japan. And in Japan, they have the famous mangas. Are you a fan, a big fan of mangas? I like a few of them. So, so do you, would you say that that was kind of your, your, your motivation as a, as, a, as a younger artist to get this thing going? Or what was something that, that really motivated you to start becoming an artist and working in comics? Um, well, it was basically... Um when I was living in DR, uh, I had a group of friends, and we would go like you know, in our childhood adventures all the time, like days and night, and we would do stuff. And you know, um, most of the time, as I see myself in my house, just like and grabbing a, a pencil and start and trying to make my friends comic book characters, and having them with their adventures, like they used to wait for me to come out of the house with my big bag of papers of drawings of them as a character and they really liked the idea and I really liked the attention I was given from them so I started creating a comic book about my friends and about the stories that we will we'll do but then I exaggerated a little bit to make it more interesting because you know we'll, we'll kids there's not a lot that is like super interesting to know about about us but I will then create this world of well, angels and demons and like stuff that people don't like to talk about, but mm-hmm. I just talk about it in my comedy because it's, at the end of the day, it's my story. Like, you know, I'm just trying to put it out there. Sure. And, and looking at some of your work, and I mean, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, but so, some of it is by hand, but is most of it by hand? Or, or, or do you use new technology with some of the, the work that you do? 
it, dep- it really depends on my mood. Like most of my drawings, I usually start on pen and paper, mm-hmm. sketch it out, uh, do the lines, then scan the work and put it on um, digital prompts like Photoshop or Corel Painter and and PayShop Pro. Yeah, I see that because, and it could be deceiving because some of it, it looks like it was, it's drawn by by hand and then I see the whole, you know, technology uh, portion of it, which is is really really neat. It's really cool how you're able to transition from the the hand into into the actual um, you know the new form of of art with technology. Yeah, it happens when you're a graphic designer uh, major and you know graduate, and you you can do both. So you're you're lucky in that aspect. You're able to to bring in uh, the best of both worlds into one. Yes, exactly. Awesome. Well, you know, looking at the stuff again, I want to welcome everyone here to. To check out his work, extreme underscore ghost. So that's X T R E M E E underscore ghost G H O S T. That is where you can find his artwork, and, and I mean it, it. It's quite awesome. Now, how about if, if a personal, uh, let's say a personal family couple or anyone wants to reach out to you and they want to be converted into a comic book hero? What do they need to do? They need to be really friendly with me because, uh, <laughs> like. My cast of friends, uh, comic, car- uh, comic book characters, are already close. Mm-hmm. I already have actually sent the copyright to the copyright office my work. So, you know, if I have to add more people, then I will have to pay more for the copyright process and all that stuff. So, sure. wh- whoever's in the comics right now, that's it. No, but how about if, if, if someone wants to just have a they personalized, they want to be converted into a comic, uh, like an artwork, can they reach out to you and you could do that? Well, yeah, I, I, I do uh, commissions all the time. Wonderful. So, again, make sure you reach out to him, Extreme underscore Ghost. He can convert you into a comic book superhero if you want. Extreme, I want to thank you so very much uh, for your time here and joining us, and we'll hope to catch you next time at the next con here in South Florida. Keep up the good work. Again, you can find out more details on Instagram, Extreme. That's X-T-R-E-M-E-E underscore Ghost for more details on this man's great work. Thanks so much for your time, man. I appreciate it. No, thank you. Awesome, awesome. Okay, awesome. Welcome back, everyone, to the Roman Show. It's a pleasure to have this young man here. You have to go on your streaming services and check out the new EP from Awake at Last. It's on right now, Life, Death, and Rebirth. Dropped last month in July, but you can listen to it right now. Vincent Torres of Awake at Last joins us right now on the Roman Show. Thanks so much for your time, Vince. Absolutely. Thank you, man. How you guys doing? I can't complain. Awesome, man. Well, congratulations on the success that your album or your EP album has had. I hit a number 88 on the Billboard New Artist chart. That must be very exciting for you guys. It was an extremely pleasant surprise. We were not expecting to pull that off as like an independent unsigned band. So it was like huge thanks to the fans and the people who supported and made that happen. Because it was quite a big accomplishment. We were like, what? So it was awesome. Yeah, that's really awesome. Especially in this day and age with, with the whole the way music works nowadays but what has been the feedback when you guys were on the, on the Warp Tour recently which is uh, recently wrap, oh, about wrapping up um, how was the reaction from the crowd? 
crazy that that's a point now you know now day and age you see how crazy people get i don't want to say fans but some certain people as a performer when you're on stage uh to see this happen and then you hit the stage back again and the next time around how do you i mean there has to be some sort of recollection in your mind the next time around you hit the stage uh, how did you guys regroup the next day we um we so we, we book everything pretty much ourselves, like online and stuff. Um, we, we promote a lot in those markets, and we, we're kind of like trying to be like, you know, sort of taking a page out of those like bands from like the 70s where we just like tour as much as possible and try to get in front of as many people as possible, you know? Mm-hmm. So we're always trying to like, you know, see where we can find, you know, other markets to tap into. Because, you know, so many people are in their screens, so we want to try to like get them out of the screen like back into the venture trying to like bring the music feedback sure now when you're in the world tour there's a lot of veterans bands there did you get an opportunity to get to speak to some of these guys that have been around and, and some of the, the the advices or tips that you got I've actually been, I've had the pleasure of talking to quite a few. I think one of my favorites, and they're not like a super, super big band, mm-hmm. but uh, the, the, uh, Adrian from the band Assuming We Survive, mm-hmm. um, they're pretty they're pretty up and coming, and they're they're pretty awesome. And uh, one night we got a chance to, to stay at a Walmart parking lot while we were on tour and stuff, and he um, we were playing like wiffle ball, and we had a great time. And then he just like really like sat down all the other bands that were on tour and like kind of talked about like business and like where to put your money and how like how to make sure that your merch stays like a revolving door and how to like continue to like create buzz and stuff. So it was like, it was like a whole inspirational speech. And he's like got like nothing but positivity to put out there. So that was one of my favorite interactions. Well, let's talk about the music that you guys produce. One of the songs that really caught my attention is Purgatorium. You know, I heard a little bit of a panic at the disco there. Uh, a little bit of diversity in the music that you guys put together. That in particular right there, what was the motivation or the, the, the lyrics uh, attest to in that song, Purgatorium? Um, all right, so Life Death Rebirth song had changed to me um, during... Uh, I was in a sort of dark place when I was 
like at the birth, you know, I used to be, I used to, you know, I was on a lot of like psych, psychiatric medicines and stuff, you know, I was diagnosed with, you know, ADHD, depression, blah, 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 and all these, you know, anxiety and all these terrible things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, I, you know, unfortunately, you know, I, I'm, I mean, I don't, I don't do any of that anymore. I'm like totally like away from, I like told my doctors, I was just uninterested and I tried to find strength in other elements. So I, I started looking to, you know, the, the, the artwork on the CD has a very like sort of spiritual theme and that's because I found like these really cool books like The Secret and the Law, you know, with the Law of Attraction that mm. I looked into, looked into that Book of the Dead and, and, you know, and all these cool things. So what I wanted to do was tell a story about, you know, the human consciousness from the perspective of a character who has just died, who has to use the lessons and the things that he experienced in his most recent life to overcome the obstacles that I read about in these, like, you know, these spiritual texts. So I wanted to make it relatable with, like, you know, those who suffer with anxiety or stuff, you know, try to, like, inspire people. So I, I wanted the music to be sort of dark and kind of, you know, angsty and, and you know, but I wanted that to represent the obstacles and to represent the struggle. But you'll, you'll notice that all the lyrics stay very optimistic and are still, like, sort of about overcoming those obstacles. So we tried to sort of mix the light and dark there so the message is still light, but the music still kind of makes you feel what it is people are experiencing right now, you know what I mean? Like that anxiety feeling or that like depression feeling, that heartbreaking feeling, like it's all there, but at the same time it's sort of like my way of telling people that it gets better. So you speak about the secret, uh, any other other uh, books or sorts of, in, of uh, inspiration that you, you look into that you can use to write? when you produce your music? Well, um, the, I, the, the writing process for uh, Life, Death, Rebirth is pretty much, you know, said and done. I am still, I still read a lot, and um, um, we're working, it's very uh, far down the line, but we are working on, uh, hopefully, some texts are putting out a full length sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a different concept in mind for that that will also still have some of those elements. But I think it's going to be a little more, it's going to be a little less fiction and a little bit more like peeling back the scene and kind of like being a little bit more like real and like sort of my perspective of like how things are kind of going. So, um, but but The Secret is a great text. Uh, the Chaotic Shame is my favorite. Uh, the Tibet Book of the Dead gave me a lot of the inspiration for like that rebirth album, you know, because of the whole afterlife thing. And then The Secret, the author that did The Secret also does two books called The Power and the Magic. Mm-hmm. Also, both really great books if anyone's looking for some sort of like spiritual boost, you know. I'll make sure to add that one to my uh, Audible list here as well. I'm going to take your your suggestion. So when do we know when you said you're working on this full album? We don't know yet. Any kind of idea of, uh, of an ETA or an estimated uh, arrival date? Not even. We have barely even entered the like you know the, the phases. We're talking just chords and and lines at this point. We haven't even really gotten to sit down as a full band with it yet. So I don't have any of that yet. But right now, like Death Rebirth just came out in July, so that's been our primary push. So Torres, I assume that you have some Spanish blood in you, some Hispanic blood. I'm actually, uh, I'm glad you uh, asked, because I was going to ask you if you were Hispanic, because you kind of have like, a little bit of the accent. Of course. But um, <laughs> I'm actually, uh, that's awesome. I'm actually adopted, man. Uh, oh. My dad, uh, my dad's a Mexican. He's from, uh, he's from El Paso, Texas. Okay. And um, he was there when I was born. You know, he was with me my whole life. And, you know, him and my mom got married when I was three. And, you know, I, I you know, and then when it came down to, you know, I think I was like 13 or, I want to say I was 13 or 14. He asked if I would like let him adopt me. Like 
carry on the name, you know, because they, they didn't have any other children. I was an only child at that point. So, um, so I'm actually adopted next to but I was, uh, I did spend a lot of my earlier life in El Paso with, uh, with that side of my family, and I actually just got a chance to visit them a few weeks ago, which was awesome. So However, did, I don't speak a lot of Spanish. I can understand it better than I speak it. <laughs> well, did your dad or your stepdad introduce you to any of the of the Spanish music that you one day will probably incorporate into your music? There's a lot of Hispanic rock bands that are really, really heavy. I mean, they guys are really, really metal. And oh, man. Any specifically yeah, no, that you heard? Absolutely. or Any favorites? Or did you remember all? He was more, uh, he was more like on the bluesier side of things. So for me, for him, it was a lot of like Stevie Ray Vaughan and stuff. But um, I love, uh, I love the Maverick. I love uh, the Los Lonely Boys. They're pretty cool newer. He's like mm-hmm. Hispanic band. And then yeah. uh, uh, Santana, like he had me listening to Santana when I was like a baby. So I've, I've had Santana in my head for my whole life. Basically, he's a huge Santana fan. Did you ever get to see Santana live with your stepdad? Unfortunately, no. Um, we uh, we are hoping to try to catch him when he comes back over to the East Coast, though. So it's something him and I are trying to plan. Awesome, Vince. Well, touring. You said you want to tour as much as you can. Where can we expect you uh, in the fall? In the fall, now that it's approaching, summer's pretty much coming to an end. Uh, yeah, man. So uh, we're actually on a tour right now. I think today's day five or six. Uh, we're going to be out until the twenty-fifth, I believe, here in the uh, sort of like northern New Yorker. I think we're in Jersey today. Um, I know in September, though, starting on the 15th, we're going to be back out again for another, I think, two-week run. And it's going to be mostly, like, the Midwest market. There's, like, some Pittsburgh, some Michigan, some Ohio, you know, uh, some Chicago, I think. I don't know all the dates, but I do know if anybody, like, goes to our website, awakenlastrock.com, or any of our social media, all the dates will be posted. We always try to stay on top of that. Well, Vince, I want to thank you so much for your time. Check out the band's music streamer right now on the streaming services, Spotify, and the rest. Awake at Last, their new debut EP dropped last month in July, Life, Death, Rebirth. Vince, thanks so much, and we'll catch you on tour. All right, thank you so much, man. Have a great day. You too, man. Thanks. Let me- Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you heard it. You heard from Vince Torres from Awake I Laugh. Make sure you pick up the EP. It's streaming right now on Spotify. You got Life, Death, and Rebirth. Check out that great album. I had an opportunity to check out Miss Maya this weekend. Good stuff. Great performance along with Ice Nine Kills. Absolutely amazing. If they come to your town, make sure you visit this great tour because, man, it kicks your ass. Butcher Babies is coming here to Fort Lauderdale at the Culture Room. They're going to be touring with Hollywood Undead. That is on October 1st. October 1st. Monday. i got to check my schedule out. Here. I can't even remember right now because October 6th is uh, NXT. Uh, and I'm sure you... October 2nd, actually, is at the Court Room, Butcher Babies, and Hollywood Undead. Um, and we have other several shows. So the Super Joint Ritual as well coming out to the Court Room and several others. Uh, again, the RomanShow.com is the website to find out more details. But... NXT returns to Miami on October 6th, which is your Friday. Make sure you get your tickets. If you haven't done so, we'll be out there as well, checking out that great event. But you know what? It's time to talk some MMA and combat sports. John Jones, I know it's a little bit of a late news here, but we wanted to take her take on it. John Jones, listen, put a fork in it, man. He was caught with a juice. The maximum penalty now is about four years. 
He's what? It's what? Thirties. I I I just don't see uh, John Jones recovering from this. You know, it takes a toll on you, George, to to be a fighter uh, and see no action for such a long time. It definitely puts a dent on your career. You're 30 years old, and they give you that four-year maximum sentence, uh, and or you could potentially be banned from MMA here in the United States. But you're talking about 34, 35 years old. Not every MMA fighter fights at that age, George. For goodness sake, Michael Bisping, who's in about 30, eh, mid-30s, he's already contemplating retiring after this fight against GSP. GSP, who is in that range as well, 34, 35, 36, he took a break and then he came back. But listen, it just doesn't look good for John Jones right now. Uh, like my only comment on this because it's very disappointing especially after a lot of people were saying oh finally he's going to be able to perform again how can you fail three times three times and you were given warnings and people were actually believing it this time and going into his fight with Cormier so no listen what really upset me is that this guy has messed up so many times. Number one, he's a very talented fighter. But number two is, he had us going like he said. He's like, oh, okay, well, you know, he's a good fighter. He's looking good. You know, he defeated uh, DC, which, by the way, now he is uh, the, the, the light heavyweight champion by default since John Jones uh, did not pass a drug test. So Daniel Cormier is a champion now. But you're right. And that, that uh, to me... Uh, as a journalist covering it, but more as a fan, it upsets me because he had me going. I, I, I was like, I forgave him. He's all right, John Jones, you screwed up two, three times. I'll give you one last chance. Let's go ahead. Let's see what you can do. And here you go again, messing it up after he was actually told that he won't be able to main event any shows and he main evented another one. But then he screws up again. Yep, and that's why I'm saying, how can you fail three times? It makes you wonder how the hell you were able to do that after you. I, I, I there's nothing I could possibly say that could make it justice at failing that many times, and on top of that, making the, your fans believe that you were okay. So, to me, John Jones, I feel like upon his return, even if he did plan would not ever be taken back with open arms. I feel like if he did come back, he's going to have to earn his comeback. It's like he, he laughed at the crowd, you know, because... But that, uh, sorry for interrupting you, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you remember how CM Punk was booed out of the building when he walked into the octagon? That's going to be John Jones, just probably even worse. Mm. And this time, John Jones is going to have to earn back the respect not only of his peers, but his bosses... And the fans, and now he has to question himself if he were to come back. I'm not saying he is, but if he were to come back, is all of that work worth it? So you you have a lot to work with in that situation. Very sad uh, um, situation there with John Jones, because the guy was so talented, on his way of becoming the pound for pound best fighter in mixed martial arts uh, in this time, nine times span. Unfortunately, he had to screw it up. He got caught again. 
say what you want to say. He just he, he keeps denying it. But listen, a test is a test. The results are the results. You can't beat around this one, uh, John Jones. Sorry, man. All right, Michael Bisping is going to be taking a GSP for the middleweight title. And Michael Bisping has said that win or lose, he might contemplate retirement. He's 38 years old. All right, fine. I mean, that, that, that sounds like a fair game. Of course, he'd like to go out as a champion, right? That's, that's always a dream. You go out as a champ. So let's see what you got, Michael Bisping. Let's see if, uh, if you do go out as a champion. You've, you've paid your dues. Uh, you are a Hall of Famer. You, you've done what you've done. And uh, he has a good role uh, as an analyst. So I think he'd be in good hands. And if he were to retire, what a way to go out by either beating or at least sharing the same octagon as a legend as GSP. So win or lose, I still think Bisbing will still end up being a winner because he was able to share his final fight with someone like GSP and possibly even beat him. So yeah. how, how can you go wrong with that? Yeah, yeah. and you know, you know I mean, when you look at Bisping and, and, and GSP, we haven't seen GSP in action for a very long time. Of course, he's known for his wrestling. And if you put him up against Bisping, that does not make a good fight because Bisping is a stand-up guy. He's not going to wrestle with GSP. So if he wrestles him down, GSP pretty much gets this fight under wraps. However, however, if GSP does give the fans a show and decide to stand up with Bisping, that would be a great fight. But we don't know what condition GSP is in. I'm sure he's in phenomenal shape. I'm not taking anything away from that. But because he hasn't had a lot of, he hasn't been fighting since he's been retired, it changes the panorama going inside an octagon. You know, you haven't got hit. You haven't taken these shots. It, it just really changes everything. Only because you're doing cross-training and doing these, these crazy things that it's really unhuman-like and you're in great shape. That doesn't mean that you just automatically get back into the octagon and be like, oh, like if nothing ever happened. So we don't know what we don't know what type of GSP we're going to see. Is he faster? Is he slower? Is he more accurate with his shots? We don't know. I I I feel like to GSP because well, Rome, yes, he he's a uh, he. We haven't seen him in action. We haven't seen him, um, you know, actually see if. It, how he looks, but I'd never doubt that that man doesn't stop training. That man has shown time and time again, like on small videos, that he has been training. But again, we haven't seen him in action. One thing is training, another thing is finally putting on those gloves and fighting in the octagon. The whole point is this. If Biz, like now the story is surrounding is this Bisbing's final fight. If this is Bisbing's final fight, what a great way to go out by fighting the legend GSP. That's all I got to say. We'll keep our eyes on that as that fight will take place in November. Speaking of final fights, Ronda Rousey perhaps has had her last fight in the octagon. But one man, his trainer, is saying, hey, you know what? I want one more fight for Ronda Rousey before she retires. And you're going to laugh about this, but the person that Edmund Tarverdin, which everyone hates him for the trainer that he is is telling pretty much uh, miscommunicating the things that Ronda Rousey should be doing he's saying her last fight should be against the UFC champion Miss Chris Cyborg <laughs> okay so the trainer that everyone's hating and that's basically building her to fail 
once they're in there with Chris Cyborg, one of the most dangerous women in the business. Nothing taken away from Ronda Rousey, but Chris Cyborg is just a whole different monster, okay? She's no Amanda Nunes, and she's definitely no, uh, no home, okay? Chris Cyborg is in a league of her own, and that woman will have no problem breaking Ronda Rousey's arm. Listen, in my opinion, this is only mine and mine alone. Do not, I repeat, do not get in there with Chris Cyborg. Not because I don't believe in Ronda Rousey, but because if an opportunity came with WWE, you know, for her to be signed or for her to work a program, Chris Cyborg will make sure that that instance is pushed way back, especially because Chris Cyborg wanted a piece of the WWE pie as well. And I think that uh, Ronda Rousey is probably and I think that um, I want to say that Chris Cyborg has way better striking than Amanda Nunes, and you know I I, I wouldn't see the, the the chances of Ronda Rousey coming out of that fight victorious wouldn't look good. All right, on a final note, want to let everyone know again that 305 fights will be taking place September 30th. Mark it on your calendar in Miami. Make sure you come out and show the support for these up-and-coming mixed martial artists. Make sure you follow us on our social media at The Roman Show on Twitter, Roman Show Media on Facebook and Instagram. And coming up next week, we have legendary professional pro uh, wrestling announcer, Mr. Jerry Petta, here on The Roman Show to talk about his one-man stage show, Beyond Body Slams coming to a city near you, including down here in Florida, both in Orlando and Tampa. We'll have more details next week. With that being said, we'll catch you right here in the Roman Show. If you haven't been on, you haven't been heard. Subscribe!